Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just got back from Seminole, Texas last night. We had a great time there at Transformation Church. Gosh, the crowds were so uh, receptive and hungry and uh, kept coming back. We had a wonderful time. If you're anywhere near the Montgomery, Alabama area, this weekend we'll be at Harvest Family Church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night, and we'll have a wonderful time getting into the Word there. There's something about the incorruptible seed. When it's sown, it grows up and it becomes. So there's something about hearing the Word of God. There's no substitute for hearing the Word. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, uh, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war, because the rapture is signless. And the second coming has tons of signs. But if you can see what's going to happen just after the rapture, man, it's a wake-up call for us. So things really, really, really have been happening in the last two or three weeks that I just kind of like, oh, that is amazing. So we'll try to get into all of all the things because it's such a, a blessing to see how close we are to see the king. I mean, the players are on the field for the Ezekiel 38 war. you got everything set up right now uh, for, for the word to come to pass right in front of our eyes. Isn't it something? There's more verses written about what it would look like right before the coming of the Lord than anything in the Bible. One in every, uh, For every one verse there is about the first coming of the Lord, there's eight times more about the second coming, a third of the Bible's prophecy. Paul talked about the baptism 12 times, the coming of the Lord 52 times. Why do we get into end-time preaching? I hear people go, well, what's the purpose? Why do we need that? It's a, looking at, just like a football team at the end of the game when the the clock is winding down. You have to be able to see the play clock. And the urgency changes when you got two minutes, when you got one minute, when you got 30 seconds. The, the amount of hustle is unbelievable as you see that clock counting down. So that's what the end of day's update's all about, is to look at the clock so that we make changes uh, to get as many people saved as we can right here before we leave. So let's pick up what's happening around Israel. Man, oh my gosh, uh, everything is happening right now. You had uh, uh, Iranian Houthis uh, fire missiles again at United Arab Emirates, and there was a Saudi-led coalition with jets and fighter planes blew out those launch sites. So Iran's crazy firing at the United Arab Emirates along with what else they're trying to do. But the main thing that's happening this week is probably uh, the Russia and the Ukraine. I mean, it's absolutely blatant right in front of our eyes. You had NATO come again to Russia, try to say, hey, we've got to work this out. It looks like there was nothing worked out at all. So then the European Union with France's President Macron coming in saying, hey, let us negotiate with Russia. Uh, because l literally you've got Lithuania, you've got Latvia, you've got Estonia hauling equipment there to help the Ukrainians. You've got America saying that we're getting 8,000 troops ready. At first it was 80,000 troops that were going to be on uh, looking to be ready, and they backed it down to 8,000 troops. Uh, our president said it was going to be a minor incursion. That's exactly what uh, Germany did to Poland, a minor incursion. Then he backtracked and came back and said, no, we won't let Russia do this. We'll back up NATO to try to stop Russia. The, the big game changer was, though, this weekend. Russia deployed Iskander missiles, and they were waiting for that before they did anything. Now, those are tactical nuclear weapons. Never at war any time on the earth have you had tactical nuclear weapons. Russia has put tactical nuclear weapons right there on the border of the Ukraine. So that's that's the game changer. That's when you had an evacuation of personnel from the embassy and you had more evacuations and regular Americans are told to evacuate next week. And uh, it's, it's literally the setup for what's getting ready to happen. I mean, along with what Russia has on the border there, 170,000 troops, they have a mass amount of ships in the Baltic that are filled with missiles and submarines filled with missiles. And they even talked about that. This is how brazen Russia is. They're even having war games off of the coast of Ireland right now. And they're having more war games with China, uh, Russia, and Iran right now. So you've got 
all these different players uh, that the Bible says you're going to see right before the coming of the Lord, they're all together doing war games right now, along with China sending in 39 aircraft into Taiwanese airspace, uh, just, just pushing the envelope. With that, though, you have two American carrier groups, battle groups, right there in the South China Sea showing China, hey, you can't uh, invade Taiwan. So you've got Algeria and Morocco, looks like they're getting ready to go to war. You've got uh, the Ukraine and Russia getting ready to go to war. Uh, you have all these different groups. You have China and Taiwan. you got all these different groups that the Bible said you'd see uh, happening right before the coming of the Lord. This one is really intriguing to me. Now, this is another game changer. So cool. You have Russia doing joint uh, aircraft reconnaissance over Syria with Syrian aircraft and Russian aircraft. Now, why is that a big deal? They're, they're going all along the border of the Golan and on the northern border by the Euphrates rivers. Why? They're, they're basically trying to form a net so that Israel can't come into Syria again and take out Iranian missiles. Absolutely amazing. Now, you've got Russian uh, reconnaissance airplanes looking at troop movements from Israel and troop movements from America in Syria right now. Why is that a big deal? That's what they're going to be doing right before the Ezekiel 30 war. So in the past, Russia was coordinating with Israel when Israel would go in and, and Russia kind of blinked and looked the other way. Now they're not looking, not only are they not looking the other way, they've got aircraft in position to try to slow Israel down. I have a feeling Israel's still going to be able to go in and take those convoys out, but it's pretty remarkable. It's kind of thumbing their nose up at Israel going, look what we're going to do now. So you have many more things. You had earthquakes in Israel. You've had three earthquakes in Israel in the last two weeks. You've had two in a 12-hour period. You have all these things along with asteroids in the last couple of weeks that have been ticking up. So you, you have the heavens, you've got uh, the earth, and you've got the nations making preparation for the coming of the Lord. My friend, this is it. Everybody goes, is it really it? This is really it. So there's a lot more going on. It's hard to get into all of it at once. But man, if you look at what's happening, it is blatant, precise, right in front of us, uh, the setup for the Ezekiel 38 war. So what do we do? We go to the scriptures every week. I know we go through the signs every week, but I kind of remember things as I'm going through the signs. So you got Israel made a nation. You got Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. So then after that, you got the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Temple Mount Institute ready to start having sacrifices. I mean, a couple months ago, they had the oil of anointing out that that's what they'll use to anoint the Messiah. So they have everything ready. And then you have 172 different species of predatory birds start showing up in the land. That's just absolutely amazing because they're going to be called on to clean up the land after the Ezekiel 38 war. And then after the Battle of Armageddon, they'll be called on again. So you got the cleanup crew in Israel. Then you had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. That's Lamentations 5.18. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. Ezekiel prophesied that. And then five, six weeks ago, this one blows me away. You had the, the Dead Sea turn blood red uh, right where Sodom and Gomorrah was. The amazing thing was it happened on the Day of Atonement. So you have all these natural things happening uh, that are pointing to the coming of the Lord. You had the the, the Talm in, in the, the Palmyra, you had the, the rebuilding of the, the Baal worship arch done by Russia. The Talmud says that's the last thing you'd see right before the coming of the Messiah. You had Ixacraduri prophesy that Israel will be ruled by uh, two Benjamins right before the coming of the Lord. That happened this last year. So event after event, men will be lovers themselves, but selfie sticks. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, the Bible's coming to pass 
right in front of our eyes. If people can't get excited about the coming of the Lord, something's wrong with them. So it's a wonderful time. So then after that, you've got, uh, you've got blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. I mean, pretty amazing to have uh, the blood turn, blood, moon turn blood red on Passover is when he died for us. Tabernacles is when the second coming will be. So the heavens are saying, I died for you, coming back. Died for you, coming back. Uh, when's the last time you had four in a row, though, on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967, when Jerusalem was won back. 1948, when Israel was made a nation. 1492, at the Edict of Expulsion, when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So, a remarkable incidents in the heavens uh, coinciding with things with Israel. And then after that, you have the Bethlehem Star. That's just radical. Jupiter, Regulus, and, and uh, Venus coming together at the birth of Jesus. Constellation Virgo. This last year, NBC Nightly News said so we have a celestial event. Jupiter, Regulus, Venus, Bethlehem Star. Jupiter is a king planet. Regulus, Regal, king planet. Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, a mother planet. All three of them came together. Uh, this last year, the constellation was Leo, because he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. My friend, the earth's getting ready to have a wake-up call. Creation's going to bow in adoration uh, at the coming of the King. We're going to be caught up. We're going to be raptured, go to heaven for seven years, the reward seat of Christ, marriage supper of the Lamb, then we come back with Jesus at the second coming, and all of the earth is going to bow in adoration. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Soon, so soon, we'll see our King. We're so blessed that He died for us, gave His life, but we're about to see him face to face. So what do we do? We accelerate, help your local church, help your local pastor, be involved, be engaged, be, be get involved in everything because the king's about to come back. I want to thank all of our partners. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for sending us. We're praying for you and we sure appreciate all your help. Thanks for sending us all over the world and helping us get the message out because the king's coming so soon. Have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.